You're listening to John Porter Podcast, episode number three. Today, on my workshop-based podcast, I'll be talking goals, the barriers to those goals, and how to motivate yourself. I'm John Porter, and we're live. So, good afternoon, good morning, uh, whenever it is you're listening to me. It's uh, 27th of April, and we're still in a lockdown situation. And as we discussed last week, a lot of people have been training from home. And now we're going to set some goals this week to accompany those workouts to really help us drive forward step by step. So when it comes to goal setting, we've got different types of goals. What we've got, we've got performance-based goals where you're sort of going to set yourself goals on achieving higher lifts, higher repetitions, faster times where you can challenge yourself going forward to hit those goals and quite easy to sort of see measures of progress in performance type goals because if you make the lift if you make the lift you've achieved the goal if you hit your time you've achieved your goal it's quite easy and it's quite a good goal to set a performance goal as they're mostly achievable and it's easy to measure that progress and you, you know you've achieved it. There's a definite end to the goal in achieving. Other types of goals, we've got a behaviour change goals. Now, behaviour change goals are very complex, a little bit more complex um, than the performance goals because what they involve is a different sort of model and a different level of theory. With a behaviour change model, if you're going to go off the sort of the trans-theoretical model of change, which is the sort of basic outline of changing, you've got your pre-contemplation stage, uh, where you're not thinking about making a change and you're not thinking about or planning on doing anything about any type of situation you might be currently in. Then you've got sort of like a contemplation stage where you sort of sat there and you're thinking maybe you're a little bit overweight, Maybe your fitness is lagging a little bit behind. And then you decide from that point, maybe you want to start looking into making a naked change. Following that stage, we've got a sort of a preparation stage where you sort of maybe you're going to join the gym. Maybe you'll start researching online. Maybe you'll buy the equipment, the trainers and your gym kit. And you're sort of making progressive steps towards making that change. Now, this is why it's such a complicated process. And we're only sort of three steps in. And there's already a lot to think about in, in respect to changing your behaviour. You've decided you want to. You're thinking about wanting to. It's more than setting your sights on something and then go in behaviour change come to that quite shortly but following from all that preparation you've made before you actually start to do something then you've got your action stage where you're actually involved you're doing the activity but then you've got to decide what are your goals at this point changing your behavior so you've got to look at what type of change to your behavior you're making are you looking at sort of reducing your 
you're smoking, you're drinking, increasing your fitness levels, reducing your body weight, reducing um, your medications that you're on, maybe for diabetes and things like that, you've got to decide at this point where your goal fits in with your lifestyle change. What we then do is set those goals, we start moving forward into those goals, and this is where the hard bit of a long-term based sort of behavior change sort of can take a little turn for the worse. Because you've set your goals, you've done all the thinking, you know why. You get your action, you're moving forward, then there'll always be, more often than not, that little trigger and relapse where your behavior just comes off the wagon and goes right back to the beginning. Maybe you're takeaways three and four times a week you're two weeks into your gym program you've made fresh meals every night you're into it two three weeks into the groove all of a sudden you had a stressful day you've got no time you're running around the children need taking to clubs home again and you haven't had time to prep and make that meal for yourself easy peasy phone takeaway you know, many people in that situation. What happens then? Day two, easy, get a takeaway. And you've slipped back into pre-behavior. Now, what you've got to understand at this point is in the transtheoretical model of change, bit of a mouthful. So if you want to research this, the transtheoretical model of behavior change, um, it's the quite straightforward basic one there's several different models and modes that you can use to sort of change behavior this is the sort of basic level that i think most people could sort of start to understand especially if you analyze your own behavior and you look at the times and attempts you made to maybe lose weight and the different strategies you've used the different clubs the different shake diets and what happens is you you have three or four great weeks as we just said then you're on the you're on the move then you hit that relapse phase where you're back to the square one what you've got to understand at this point this is the very important point it is a normal part of change it's normal that nothing will go 100 percent your way you've got to drive forward you've got to reset and this is where a bit of sort of feedback from a coach or family members sort of can help you figure out what caused it, what was the issue. Is it a part of your menstrual cycle that sort of those hormonal changes? Are you mindful and do you know enough about yourself to recognize different times in your mood and your behavior? There's lots of things at this point of relapse that you should be thinking about. A lot of people will at this point become avoidant though. They'll stop answering the calls to the coach. They'll stop messaging back on Facebook and all the other sort of communication methods. They'll just shut down and at a point sort of feel a sense of shame. Now shame is the last thing any coach or anyone should want to make a, a client feel. Shame sort of it does shut you down. It makes you feel embarrassed. The most important thing at this point, if you're a coach out there and you're listening, is to accept somebody for who they are, what they do, and the decisions they make. 
you can't force them to do things you shouldn't be ashamed of them either because you have no right to be ashamed that's their journey it's their their own growth that they're trying to develop you should accept it at that point and help them talk through and work through active listening listen you know if you've got a family member tell them why hopefully they'll listen to you rather than giving you advice it's not advice you want at this point of relapse it's somebody to listen to you get it off your chest help you reevaluate and move forward back onto the next stage of action moving forward again there may be more more relapses and you're moving forward and more and you've got to persist if it's a goal you really want to achieve you will persist you'll move forward and you've got to sort of go with it and at some point you'll get to your goal within regards to behavior change maybe your body weight's at that you know you're three or four stone down depending on where you've started or you've not smoked i think this model of sort of behavior change is quite apparent to smokers you'll quit for four or five weeks you'll quit for a few months one bad day one cigarette 100 cigarettes you know you've got to get to a stage of maintenance and relapses will happen and you've got to re evaluate you've got to go forward just know this point of relapse falling off the wagon however you want to deem it and call it it is normal you've got to get back on it it's easier said than done this is why i'm sort of arming you with the knowledge that it's normal it's completely normal and you've got to persist and this sort of then now goes into that goal setting when we're looking at, as we previously discussed in the episode of your well-being, the SMART goal. You've got to set yourself them SMART goals. So if you can remember those SMART goals, you've got to be specific. So I want to lose weight. It's a very general, vague sort of goal. I want to lose 14 pounds is a very specific goal. How are you going to measure that? You're obviously going to use the scales for that specific goal. Um, obviously, weight loss is quite a more complicated thing than just losing weight. Obviously, fat sort of loss is a little bit slower than weight loss. And a lot of the weight you lose is sort of not always fat. But without complicating it, a lot of people in general want to lose body weight. They want to lose inches around the waist. So being specific, you want to lose two, two, three, four inches around the waist. You want to fit into a dress size. You want to see physical change. This can be specific by number, measurable by scales. You may use measuring tapes at this point. You've got to be specific. You've got to be measurable. And then you've got to look at, is it achievable? We all know that point. Is it achievable? If you are, you know, 14 pounds away from achieving that change, then it's going to be achievable, but you need to be realistic in regards to the time scale. Got to be realistic, as I said, in towards the time scale. One pound a week is that sensible goal. For weight loss if we're talking about that as a goal it's realistic 
we're smart, we are specific, we're measuring it, it's achievable, you know, but realistic in that the time scale we're going to give ourselves, we're not going to lose 14 pounds of body fat in a week, maybe you can lose 14 pounds in, in a week, depending on the weight you're starting at, but is that going to be body fat? Is it going to make a difference to maybe where, the way your, your trousers fit? You know, and then it's got to be time bound. How long are you giving yourself? So we've spoken about this on that first episode. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and relevant to where you want to go. Time bound. Now what I'm going to throw in here, obviously we don't discuss this in the first episode but what i'm going to throw in here is two bonuses we're going to make this goal not just smart but smarter we're going to make it specific measurable achievable relevant time bound now we're going to add exciting the goal's got to be exciting it's got to motivate you to progress it's got to be sort of really deeply ingrained the result you got to really want it. And ah, smarter. You know, what's the reward for yourself? Have you recorded the goal? Have you wrote it down? Have you put it on your screensaver? Have you hung it on the fridge? Visualisation. Getting it on the wall. So we've got, at this point then, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant time-bound, exciting, and recorded. All of which will create a smarter goal. So going into greater depth on that, you've got to ask yourself, you know, to make the goal exciting, when we go into sort of long-term behaviour change, we're thinking of, you know, asking yourself some questions. How do you make it exciting? How do you make yourself motivated to stick with it through relapses you know performance goals you've missed your lift how do you stick with it you're going to review it obviously you're going to review your goals you're going to be making yourself accountable probably at this stage because we can't get out to the gym just go ask yourself these questions then what are the advantages of making the change and you're going to have to really dig down inside yourself and root around. You know, what's the advantage, the positive of making a change to yourself? Then you've got to weigh that up. What are the disadvantages of making that change? Other questions. What are the advantages of not making that change to your life? And what are the disadvantages of not making that change? You know, you've got to weigh up the pros and cons. But the ones you want to concentrate on are the advantages. What, you know... The disadvantages will point out what will create barriers for you. So the disadvantage of not making a change might be sort of not fitting in that dress. You know, you, you, you haven't made the change. You don't fit in the dress. You can't go to the, the Christmas party feeling as confident, as comfortable as you want to. You know, that's a disadvantage of not making that change. But we're not going to focus on that disadvantage, but we're going to make sure we're aware that that's the possible outcome if we don't tackle what barriers might come up. Are there going to be barriers? Have you got something coming up in between 
that might throw you off the wagon and, and set you into that relapse stage. What are the advantages? Making the change. You're going to feel good. You feel positive. You're going to have a really good night. You know, let me throw some more complex thinking into this motivation. You know, if you want to achieve your outcome, what a lot of people are doing is they're moving towards pleasure and away from pain, if we put it that way. So what we're looking to do is sort of eliminate things that are causing pain and sort of achieving things and gaining, moving forward, you know, things that are going to increase our positive behaviours, moving thing towards things that are going to give us that, that pleasure, that sort of achievement. It's quite a sort of in-depth thing again, you know, essentially pleasure versus pain and achievement versus elimination are similar. The person, you know, you, you are going to move forward towards that pleasure about outcome, i.e. wearing that smaller dress or having better control of, like I said earlier, diabetes medication of some sort. Or you're going to be moving away from a painful situation. You know, the stigma of maybe being overweight is what we'd call as, you know, a painful sort of situation. Whatever, you know, whatever that situation is, obviously it's going to be guided by you. You know, when setting the goals, we've got to think about those positive outcomes more than the negatives. So it's not about looking to give up eating chocolate. So setting a goal to give up eating chocolate, which sort of gives you that, what's the word, depriving. So we're not depriving yourself when you're setting these goals. We're going to use a positive language of, I want to fit into my dress. And we're not going to talk about depriving yourself of anything. We're going to be talking and constantly looking at the positives. So if you say, I want to lose weight and to do that, I'm going to give up chocolate. That's focusing on the positive. But if you want to lose weight by including five fresh fruit and veg on my diet each day, increasing my protein levels and controlling my calories, that's focusing on all the positives of the day rather than I've give up eating chocolate, which gives you that deprivation sort of feeling it means you're more likely to hit that relapse. So again, when we're looking at avoiding those relapses, we've got to set what's going to come in the way. What are those barriers? You know, what's going to relapse us? And this is another sort of aspect. Avoiding the negative of the, of the goal. And trying to keep the language positive moving forward. Another good thing when we've sort of set these goals is having somebody that's sort of in the journey with us, somebody that's helping us. This is always great if you can have that support partner and they sort of need to sort of be on board with the goal. Involving others in your goal setting. You know, it's helpful. It gives you support from family or friends and you're all working towards that change together. And if you've got somebody that's not involved and they don't want you to achieve your goals, you know, again, there's a little bit of a barrier that you might have to try and overcome. And I'm not going to suggest in any way, shape or form the extreme of, you know, of that solution. 
but it's something to bear in mind. Not everybody wants you to achieve your goals and there may be people around you. You know, if you want to start eating healthy, you might agree that, you know, each night you're going to do set meals each. You're going to cook some healthy meals one night. Someone else is going to cook healthy meals another night. You know, by encouraging each other, taking a little bit of pressure and a little bit of stress off each other by sort of sharing the load in that situation. You've also got other people that can help out, like doctors. They, they may have sort of told or sort of put it on you that you, you need to make changes yourself. You know, they may, they may be the one making the suggestion and they're a part of that support network. Personal trainers, again, they're additional family, friends, that they're all there to support in the journey. And if you understand that model of change, that once you get into the action, there'll be a relapse. And it's about minimizing those relapses. And the longer the goal goes on in achieving, as long as that change happens over the long term, the more likely you are not to revert back. In the short term, maybe you've just set a goal for a holiday. You've got a 12-week plan for a holiday. You're going to start setting not only performance-based goals, so you're going to get in the gym, you're going to hit your numbers in the gym, maybe you're going to set a nutrition goal. So in regards to nutrition goals, maybe the first week you start to rein in the calories a little bit and your first week's goals might just be to make a note of those calories. Now in the long term, in the long run, maybe over the space of 12 weeks, you start to count your macro numbers, your proteins, your carbs and your fats. Maybe you start to be a little bit more specific in hitting, you know, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Maybe as it, as you sort of progress through that 12-week cycle, you, you complicate that a little bit more depending on your knowledge base. So in, in short term, the goals coming away from behavior chain based goals, you may set two goals running alongside each other, nutrition based goals, and you may track performance based goals. All of which running on the same sort of principle of the specifics, the measurable, achievable, realistic, time bound, and again exciting. Going on a holiday, that's going to create that excitement, being on the picky. On the beach in your bikini or in your shorts, topless. So that's a big deal to some people. You know, and again, what's the reward? The reward is feeling good, feeling awesome. It's a hard reward to sort of understand sometimes that a feeling because it's not a tangible goal. It's not a tangible reward. Which is why sometimes people sort of go for them short-term rewards of a bar of chocolate because you get that instant chemical sort of hit of happiness shall we call it people quite often go for that short term and very short term thinking people it might not be that the short term thinking people all the time maybe stress has closed that brain off a little bit and they just think i just need some chocolate today and that short term fix and then they get the feeling of guilt shame and again we want to avoid those feelings so it is hard to think of the long term but that feeling in the long term lasts longer. It feels better than that short-term happiness. So in a short-term sort of 12-week type goal setting, we're still making it smarter, but it's got to be exciting. Understand that 
principle when you're writing out your goals. Do I really want it? Do I want it? Do I like it? Do I love it? Are you emotionally, let's use the E as an emotion, are you emotionally invested in achieving that goal because you really want it? Have you set yourself a loose goal that you're not bothered if you achieve it or you're not? Yeah, if that's the goal, have a look back at the times you've set goals and not achieved the goals. Was it because you wasn't really that bothered? Was it because you didn't make it specific enough? Was it because you didn't make it measurable? You know, did you relapse and did you just think that's it, that's the end? When now you know, as we discussed in this trans-theoretical model of change, that a relapse is a normal part that we're trying to minimise. And we just jump back, back on. With that knowledge, there's no such thing as failure, only learning. We haven't failed. We've just given ourselves some feedback. The little feedback loop there. You know, why did it? Why did that happen? This is why it happened. What will I do to combat it next time? Move on. So, you know, smart, smarter goals. This is what we've progressed into from that first episode. And we're, we're hopefully we've got that motivation now just by talking about that excitement. If you're going to set a goal and it doesn't excite you, don't do it. Don't set that goal. Do not set the goal. It's not a goal you want to achieve. You're not excited by it. You're not going to achieve it. You're going to feel crap. Pardon my French. Achieving goals makes us feel better than anything on the planet. That's what you want to focus on. You want to keep that language positive. Focus on the positive language of your goal, quitting smoking. Don't use the word quitting smoking. Use the word maybe reducing. Reducing is not a harsh word. I want to get fitter. By doing that, I'm going to quit smoking. You're depriving yourself. You're not going to achieve the goal. You're less likely to get sort of emotionally driven to achieve it. Set a goal in that regard by sort of rewording it reducing your cigarettes increasing your fitness concentrate on the positive it does get complicated goal setting it's not just as we said on that first episode it's not just smart it's not just about being specific you know we've added layers to this and hopefully by adding layers it can make a really big difference to you and whether you achieve those goals. And just think, if something really excites you and it's something you really want to achieve, the importance of you know having a goal sets it sets it apart from you know a dream and a reality. I get a little story. As as I said in the first episode, you know I, I like to sort of catch up and read some of these literary classics, and. Straight out of Alice in Wonderland. I've got two little voices for you. One's Alice. Alice, this is Alice's voice. And this is the Cheshire Cat. So bear with me. This is Alice. This is a little excerpt from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Alice. Okay, here she goes. Could you tell me, please, which way I ought to go? That depends a great deal upon where you want to go. Well, I don't know. Then it really doesn't matter which way you go, does it? Now take that in. 
another little couple of little voices there. Cheshire Cat and Alice, Alice in Wonderland. It's a little bit sort of way out there for sort of a health fitness podcast. But the point is, if you don't know where you're going, doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter where you're going. There's actually no point to the journey. Has to be a point. What do you want? Where are you going? How will you achieve it? How do you know you've achieved it? How will you feel when you achieve it? You're going to feel awesome. That's how you're going to feel. You're going to go, you're going to think about the goal now. You're going to visualize the goal. You're going to write it down. You're going to pin it up. You're going to make it a smarter goal. You're going to visualize yourself wearing that dress. You're going to visualize yourself smaller, bigger muscles. You're going to visualize yourself on the beach. You're going to visualize yourself hitting and achieving the PB in the gym. You are going to achieve the goals by setting these markers, the smarter goals. You're going to look at it every day. It's going to be pinned up. It's going to be reminding you. This is what's going to happen. You're armed with the knowledge now. You know it might, it might not be 100% the whole journey, but you're going to get that feedback from yourself and you're going to imagine how it feels. And you're going to be excited for that goal. And if you're not excited for that goal, it's not a goal you want. So you're going to dig deeper down inside and you're going to wonder and you're going to think and you're going to draw it out of yourself. What do you want to achieve? Write it down. Pin it up. Set your sights on that goal. Go and achieve that goal. This has been the John Porter Podcast, Episode 3, Setting Goals and Motivation.